Hey everybody, welcome back to the Orangutan Academy. We are having a great time here learning and doing unstructured play and playing outside. This is the weekend before the 4th of July, so we're getting prepared for some really strong bonding family time with all of our loved ones and our friends that are very close to us. We are sitting in incredible gratitude for the friends that we have and are looking very forward to spending this upcoming Sunday with them where we are gonna barbecue, we're going to enjoy each other's company, we're gonna laugh a lot. And then on the actual 4th, I have friends and family coming over to my house. We're gonna do a fantastic crab boil. I'm super excited, gonna put the sweet potatoes in the crab boil, never done it before. So it's an experimental 4th of July crab boil. Super stoked about it. So I thought that this would be an excellent opportunity to do a podcast on living in America and what that means and Independence Day. So here we go. Let's talk about some of the greatest colors ever, red, white, and blue, which is the title of this podcast episode. Earlier on in some previous podcasts, I had mentioned whenever we initiated homeschool that we taught our four children how to say the pledge. And we also discussed what the flag means and what kind of feelings come up inside when they see the flag after they understand what it means and what it stands for. While listening to their answers, I just had so much admiration for what their minds had come up with and what their feelings were inside towards this flag and America in general. They were grateful for their family. They were grateful for family time. They were grateful for friends. They're grateful for their toys. They just expressed all these things, but it all came down to gratitude which was a really, really cool thing to witness. So I wanna tell you about a different day. We were doing the pledge and afterward we all sat in a circle. We talked about, yet again, what does the flag mean to you? Because we just like to reiterate and we like to hear different things. Um, they come up with different answers and it just gets their gears turning about what does it mean to be an American and live here in the United States. And the children were answering with their typical answers about love and friendship and uh, family. Another child mentioned government. And I was like, yes, the government does play a huge role in our nation. And he said, yeah, the government tells us what to do. And I said, wait, 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 we, we have to back up a minute. Hold on, hold on. Because this just opened up a whole new concept that I honestly can say I didn't discover until I was older. And so I explained to him, no, the government doesn't tell us what to do. That's not how it works. The government works for the people to keep the people safe and listen to their wishes. I explained to him, we, the people, hold the power in our desires as long as safe for others around us are heard by the government and laws are put into place. And that's really more the route this goes. They don't tell us what to do. We tell them what it is we need as a community, as a nation, as people of the United States. I remember thinking in that moment, oh my gosh, I remember being a kid thinking the exact same thing. I cannot remember a time throughout my educational path where it was really explained to me what the Constitution means and how much power we as people of the United States have. I want these kids to understand that because if they can understand the power that they have that comprises this great nation, they just can further believe in themselves and they can go drive bigger dreams, whatever they want. Our nation allows us to be anything we want to be or do anything we want to do within reason and we get to make our own rules and our own laws and if we're told to do something that we don't agree with we're allowed to go up against that we're allowed to have our voices heard through free speech and this is not something all countries have so i'm really wanting to like drive this home with the kids i really want them to understand and it's not going to take place in kindergarten it's not going to take place in first grade it's going to take place 
over multiple years of just repeating it and talking about it and getting into further discussions about it. And not only that, but actually watching independent news that is non-biased and having them understand the difficult challenges our nation and all nations face. The also incredible opportunity we hold here to enact real change within the country that we're blessed to live in. If anyone has never heard of the man Michael Singer, I highly, highly recommend you look into him and you purchase or check out his book titled Untethered Soul. He wrote another book called The Surrender Experiment and another book just came out called Living Untethered. And I just have so much respect for him and his story and I love how he teaches. I love how he sees the world through a spiritual lens. I think he has a lot of great insight that I apply in my life. And then he has great insight that I apply and then forget about and then listen to him again or read something out of his book again. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that thing. Like I forgot I understood this concept at one point and now like poof, where did it go? He just has so much richness in his teaching. I love it. His entire view on living in this world and on this earth is to be happy. It's to find joy. It's to live and experience your own experiences. I was listening to a talk that he gave recently. He had mentioned what the reality of our situation really is, us as humans on this earth. The only thing that you really need to know is that we are a speck and we are tiny specks on a speck of dirt. And this speck of dirt is spinning on its axis. This speck of dirt is also spinning around a star. And that's all. That's all that we really need to know because all that's important is that we just experience it here in the now because we are only here for a very small speck of time. And whatever happens in that small speck of time happens. And we, ex- we just accept it and we let it flow through us. The good experiences, we appreciate them. The bad experiences, we appreciate them because no matter what, it turns into something else. Life is never stagnant our inability as Americans to see life simply because we're not really trained to do that. We're trained for success. We're trained to make more money. We're trained to work more hours. Like our entire upbringing is all about this concept of how to get further. There's really not one person in particular who can define really what further means. It's so subjective yet you're shamed if you don't even look like you're trying to accomplish what other people expect of you. To hear him put into words so simply what actually is, which is, I'm here for a speck of time on a speck of dirt that is spinning around. And how incredible is that? And what a wonderful gift it is. And not only do I get to live on this planet that's been here for billions of years and had dinosaurs on it and we see fossils and we have all these amazing things happen with caterpillars and butterflies and baby koala bears eating eucalyptus like we see all of these incredible things we have all these awesome opportunities but on top of that on top of every human who's spinning on this ball of dirt we in the united states can actually have the choice in what we do with it in who we are and what we want to be and how we want to be that. And if any of us are unhappy, we must take that into our own hands, work hard or work less to achieve that goal of inner happiness. Because there's nothing ever on the outside of what is going on in your life 
that's going to really make you happy. The problem is inside because you don't have the things that you want. But if we let go of the things that we want and let the things be as they are and appreciate them and appreciate the moments that pass, rather than trying to manipulate the outside world to meet our wants, that's where everyday joy comes in. Like that's where everyday happiness. It's not that bad things won't happen. It's not that sad things won't happen, but it's appreciating those experiences because they are building on something that is greater than us, that we have an opportunity to live on, which is this ball of dirt just spinning out in the middle of nowhere. When you decide to live the way most of us are taught to live here in America, you do try to manipulate situations. You try to manipulate people. You try to expect people to behave the way that you want them to. Or you expect circumstances to go your way just because you want them to. If somebody pulls out in front of you on the highway, you're like, why did they do that to me? Why You take it personally. Because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. When in reality, maybe they should have, maybe they shouldn't have. But what's done is done and you're doing yourself a disservice by allowing that circumstance to allow you to feel you have the right to be upset or you have the right to feel targeted or you have the right just to sit in a negative emotion and kind of mope about it. He made a really funny statement. He was asking, why do you want that right? Like who wants the right to be upset? Like who wants the right to be angry? What a nasty feeling to carry around all day. And I'm just incredibly excited to celebrate this fourth with the twins and our family. I think every year that I get older, I have a new appreciation for where I come from. And I also have a new appreciation for my understanding of what it means for me to be an American and for me to be a mama and for me to be a wife and how these things are intertwined on a much deeper spiritual level. I was having a conversation with a friend one day and we were talking about being mamas and we were talking about kind of what it means and how hard it is and how rewarding it is and fun. But my friend ended up expressing that if she didn't have children, she didn't know what she would do with herself. Like she didn't know where she would be because she's always felt like that is what she is supposed to do in her life was be a mom. And I have admiration for that. I love that people just have that feeling deep inside like they know from day one that yes I'm going to be a mom and I want to be the best mom and they just do everything they can right by their children. So if this is going to be an authentic and honest podcast I'm going to tell you that I never had that and I expressed that to my friend in the conversation I never had that feeling like I'm going to be a mama one day like it was never something I felt deep inside of me. It never drove me to have kids. There were times when I questioned even whether I would have any kids and I had decided at some point in my life I didn't want to have kids and then I decided at some point I was just going to adopt and you know life gets squirrely and it goes off path and here I am I've got twins you know and the plan was only to have one child. Joke's on me. I was never that person. I was never that that mama who knew before I was a mama. Now I am and I can tell you I absolutely love it. I think the podcast speaks for itself like I want everything to be as honest and truthful and hopeful for my children and I just want to make sure that they are walking on a solid foundation to just build the great people that they are and they're great people not because of me they're great people because they were born into this world great people gifted by something bigger than me 
So I'm having this conversation with my friend and uh, she's talking about how she always knew and you know I never really had that feeling and so instead of just kind of going along with what she was saying because it's it's easy to feel mom shame it's easy to feel guilty if you don't share some kind of feeling like that. I think a lot of moms know what it's like to be in a circle and just feel like oh you know I don't really resonate with that very well that's not really where I stand I'm just going to be quiet but this was a safe environment this was a safe friend and so I told her I said well you know if I never had kids like I think I know exactly what I would be doing and you know she looked at me kind of funny and I was like I think I'd probably be in the rainforest with the chimpanzees and the toucans and I'd probably learn all about the lemurs in Madagascar and I would probably never shave my legs because I would be too busy recording gibbon behavior and elephants and just I know in my heart like if I didn't ever have children I would still be happy I would still drive for my dreams I would still be going for more I would be okay but now that I've had children obviously I can't see the world any differently however I still think it is incredibly important for parents in particular to still go for what they want They need to go after their biggest desires. They need to chase whatever it is that brings them honest and true joy. Um, For me, this changes every year. So for example, something that I'm really, really, really wanting to do is I wanna see an orca pod. And so we're planning this trip to Seattle. Hopefully next year we can go to Seattle and I can see a pod of orcas. And they were like, would you like to kayak with the orcas? And I was like, skirt, a little too far. No, I'm not gonna get in the water with the orcas. I just wanna see them. And then we're gonna go down to a rainforest. Who knew there was a rainforest? forest in America like I had no idea and so there is one in Washington and so I want to go stay there I want to go camping in there Uh, I want to take pictures I want to be a part of that nature I want to get my feet in that dirt and just soak up all of the rich vibes that the trees have to give me that's what I want to do and I'm gonna make it happen. But rather than me do those things alone, I wanna do those things with my family. I want them to, I can't imagine taking that trip without them. Something else that I have recently wanted to do is a craft show. And just so happens I have this fantastic, amazing, beautiful friend who was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this booth and I'm selling this, you know, because I make these and we could split it and we could share the booth and you could um, sell your things that you make. At first I was hesitant, because it takes a lot of time to make the the crafts and the things that I make, but I thought about it and I was like, okay, I'm in. And so I'm going after this other dream that I've always had that's always just kind of been like bubbling in the back of my mind, like Hannah, go do it, you love it. And I'm gonna do it. And having children has not stopped me from doing anything that I wanna do. In fact, it has like finessed it. Am I gonna travel thousands and thousands of miles away from them for two weeks and three weeks so that I can go scuba dive in the Indian Ocean? No, I'm not gonna do that. And I have no desire to do that anymore, but I do have a desire to do other things and nothing is gonna stop me from doing that just because I'm a mom. And if I wasn't a mom, I would still be doing those things because I'm still a person, I'm still a human, I am still a girl living in the United States of America where I can be and do and say and think anything that I want to and just continue to make this world a better place in the only way that I know how. There was a recent interview that took place, so I watched The High Wire. On The High Wire, Del Bigtree had interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson, and this was just an incredible interview. And what they were really discussing was the scientific method. 
And then as this interview is progressing and they're talking about the scientific method and me being a science nerd and a nurse, I was totally into it. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson made a comment about how it all boils down to the consensus. And Dell's argument to that was, well, you can't always go with the consensus. You have to rely on the scientific data to prove that the consensus is right. And if there's ever any reason to question the hypothesis of the consensus, then it should rightfully be done so through science. Neil just kind of rebuttaled that no decisions are made based on the consensus and this is what we need to go with and almost contradicting himself and stating that no we shouldn't question the consensus is really kind of what it came down to and you can watch this interview and you'll understand it a whole lot better but I started thinking about what they were saying and I was like in my mind you know we live in America like this is a a great place to live we we are the people we hold the power we make the laws like we elect our officials that we choose but also If the consensus is always to be considered right once a decision is made, then how can anybody really enact real and effective change when the consensus is wrong? When there's a drug on the market that we didn't know was gonna have these harmful side effects. When we realized the earth wasn't really flat, it was round. Things have to go up against the consensus to have solid change made so that better understanding and better policies can be put into place. And so as they're having this interview, I'm just like, wow, we are just incredibly lucky to live here. Like, I'm just so grateful for this country. I am so grateful for our constitution and what it stands for. I am so grateful that our forefathers had the enlightenment to foresee and write the words down on our constitution that are currently written that protect us and it keeps us safe and it allows us to speak our mind and make decisions. And we live there. We still live there every single day here. Here we are. And I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful. And I will also teach my children, it's not always about the consensus. My most recent exercise with freedom, I was driving home from work. I had worked a 10-hour shift, driving home, and I'm like, what am I going to do whenever I get home? And so I started listing the possibilities in my mind. And the very first possibility was I'm going to lay in the backyard. I'm going to look at these clouds because it's a very, very cloudy day. Puffy white clouds. I'm going to make pictures out of the clouds. Okay, maybe I'll do that. And then I'm going to cut the grass because I love cutting grass. And then I was like, after that, I'm going to go ahead and macrame a baby mobile just like I love to. And then I'm probably going to put on Julie and Julia, which is one of my most favorite movies. And then perhaps I will take a wonderfully hot shower after eating an incredible dinner. And so these thoughts are flowing through my mind and I would not have the privilege of having these thoughts if I didn't live in America. I can work, I can love, I can be, I can enjoy all of the richness and all of the goodness that life has to give because I live in the red, white, and blue. So we're here teaching our children about the red, white, and blue. We're teaching our children about triangles versus squares. We're teaching our children about what colors make purple. We teach our children about how a chicken lays an egg. We teach our children about how hippos run on the bottom of the water. They don't even swim. We're teaching our children all of these most magnificent, amazing, incredible, mind-boggling things. And we are also teaching them about what it means to be an American and just how lucky and privileged we really are and just how impactful their own voice is and what it can do and how it can make the difference 
It can make the difference on the playground. It can make the difference on the drive to the water park. It can make the difference at the water park. It can make the difference in standing up against a town policy you don't agree with. It can make a difference in your neighbor's outcome. The voice is impactful. What we say and how we respond to situations is their guide. We are their role models. And so I just want to be this American mama who is just doing the best she can. And I admit my faults. I don't always make the right decisions, but I'm trying. I'm trying to do what I can. And I just want my children to understand that that flag to me, it means freedom, freedom to be, freedom to live, freedom to love and freedom to feel and be allowed to fly and bask in those emotions in whatever way you need to. So I appreciate all of you listening. Happy 4th of July to every single one of you. Happy Independence Day, here we are. I hope we can all come together as a giant village in this nation to raise our children to be our independent, critical thinkers we need them to be. This is the Orangutan Academy. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. For anybody who has served our country, is currently serving our country, or intends to serve our country, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. We wouldn't be this great nation without you. So God bless you all, and God bless America.